Hi, this is Lucy from the Beaver Office. It's Friday the 28th of April 2023 and this is your April News Flash. On the 31st of March, after our last News Flash had been recorded, the FEI reported that there had been a confirmed case of neurological EHV1 in Oplerbeek, Belgium. There's an ICC report on their website, which the link will be available below this podcast. The FEI blocked all horses which were housed in the same building area since the 22nd of March. While there were no GB horses, 12 British horses attended the competition, but these were all housed in separate stabling with no direct contact with the affected horse. As of the 1st of April, the BEF Equine Infectious Disease Advisory Group advised British show jumping that it is not currently necessary to impose any restrictions on these British horses. Their riders have been alerted to the situation and they're advised to monitor their horses very carefully with twice daily temperature diaries to seek veterinary advice immediately if they had any cause for concern about their horse's health. BEF's advisory group is monitoring the situation closely with the support of the Equine Infectious Disease Surveillance Group based at the University of Cambridge and will reassess this decision if the situation changes. Beaver members are reminded that EHV1 is an endemic disease which is circulating continuously in the UK and all horse owners should continue to be made aware that there are risks of infectious diseases occurring when horses mix at competitions and events. Horse owners should be encouraged to monitor horses returning from gatherings carefully and to keep them separate from other horses on the property as they can, to practice good hygiene and to work with their own vet to risk assess if they fear their horse may have been exposed to infectious diseases at an event. The VMD have been informed that there is now return supply of UK authorised equine flu and tetanus vaccinations so they will no longer accept applications to import alternative products, including the American product that was being imported during the shortage last year and into the beginning of this year, Vatera 2XP. The Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons is announcing the results of the 2023 elections for RCVS Council and the Veterinary Nurses Council, with three vets, including Beaver member Linda Belton, and two vet nurses being elected to their respective governing bodies. Everyone at Beaver would like to congratulate Linda, who is the director of the George Veterinary Group, on this wonderful achievement. No candidates put themselves forward to become the next RCVS junior vice president, so elections have been rescheduled for June. Sue Patterson is set to become president in July, when Melissa Donald will step into the role of senior vice president. Niall Connell stands down as treasurer after three terms as a council member and will be succeeded by Chidi Gardner. The British Equestrian Federation has today released a response to the comprehensive Hashtag Horses for All report, a research study into the lived experiences of underrepresented communities in equestrian activity. Read more about this in the news section on either the Beaver Buddy app or the Beaver website. Links will be available in the podcast description. In the news, there has been talk of the gender pay gap in the veterinary industry, and it's been receiving considerable attention, with corporates and membership associations quoting figures and interpretations. While there are historic factors influencing the current data being demonstrated, it does appear that there is scope to improve the situation. Beaver has been reviewing its own data gathered in the 2021 Recruitment and Retention Survey and is looking to discuss this further. Beaver is inviting nominations for individuals to be awarded this year's Beaver Honorary Membership and Beaver's Equine Welfare Award. 
Last year, honorary membership was awarded to equine cardiologist Leslie Young as a well-deserved thank you and in recognition of Leslie's contributions. Nominations for this require a supporting statement and a proposer and a seconder must be Beaver members. The Equine Welfare Award is sponsored by the Blue Cross and celebrates individuals or charities who have made a significant contribution to equine welfare. Last year's recipient was Charlotte Thornycroft for her work during the conflict in Ukraine and previous year's winners include the Brook Hospital for Animals and Dr Peter Rostell. Members of the veterinary profession are invited to nominate with a supporting statement and brief CV together with a seconder. The closing date for both is Friday the 19th of May. Please get in touch with Beaver's Executive Assistant, Claire Goodban, for more information. If you're interested in sustainability, the Beaver Sustainability Group has released a piece written by Callum Hassler on how to minimise environmental impact as equine vets in terms of transport. From vehicle choice to driving behaviours, there are some valuable tips discussed in the document, which can be found on the Beaver website and in the app's news sections. In terms of what Beaver's been up to this month, both internally and externally, it's been representing members in several meetings. The British Horse Council and DEFRA meeting is attended by David Mountford, the CEO, on a regular basis. And discussions have taken place to get the ball rolling with regards to the review of the all-risk mortality euthanasia guidelines, which will be carried out by members of both council and members outside of council and representatives from the equine insurance industry. The Beaver Laboratory Registration Scheme, which tests for CMO, Klebsiella pneumoniae and Pseudomonas aeruginosa, was reviewed with members of the scheme's panel, which includes Richard Newton from the Equine Infectious Disease Surveillance Group at Cambridge University, Kevin Grimes from Rossdale's Laboratories, and we sadly said goodbye at the last meeting to long-standing panel member Ian McWinney from the APHA, who would like to thank for all his years of service and expertise. Beaver's Equine Infectious Disease Group, chaired by Celia Marr, has been busy finalising guidance and resources which will be available through the new website and Beaver Buddy app in due course. The group created a Beaver position statement which was released this month on vaccination and that can be found on the website and the app and has been shared on social media. It's worth reading um, that given the ever-changing situation we're facing with vaccination rules changing and vaccine availability having been slightly uh, up in the air at times in the last few years. Eva also hosted a meeting this month with NOAA and representatives from the equine flu vaccine manufacturers to reflect on the shortages that were encountered last summer and how such issues can be mitigated in the future. But hopefully increasing buffer stock across the supply chain and improving communication over supply and enabling a faster route to licensing of imported products if required should maybe help the situation going forwards. David has also been attending various meetings regarding OV work, the Beaver Journals and the Animal Health and Welfare Board for England. Beaver has also been representing on the meetings for the BHS Equine Health and Welfare Advisory Committee and the Equine Obesity NGO Roundtable. Various projects have been progressing, everything from antelmintic resistance work to well-being and workplace guidance reviews. On the 20th of April, the Beaver Board of Management met and discussed the finances, strategy and policy of the association, where there was much discussion about CPD, Congress and international collaborations. 
In terms of Beaver projects, the Leg Up scheme has been going great guns this month with several new coachee applications, as well as an ever-increasing list of people applying to be coaches. We are looking to train a second cohort of coaches starting in September. So do get in touch via the website, app or via email if you're keen to be involved. This month, we're looking to start construction of our new Beaver website. Hooray. So please bear with us when we have content that's not updated or a broken link. By all means, tell us. And the easiest way is probably through the app discussion forum. Um, We're concentrating our small but powerful workforce on trying to get the super shiny, high functioning website delivered to you as quickly as possible. New pages and resources will be coming available over the coming months. And we're hoping that the new website and the app together will enable us to deliver more and more to you over time. Other Beaver podcasts this month, we've had several BeaverPod Life episodes. First was with Sylvia Janska, who's founder of Flexi and junior vice president of SPIVs. And she was discussing with us the importance of embracing flexible working in equine practice and failure to do so will risk the obvious with regards to retention and uh, recruitment. Then we spent time discussing life with locum equine vet Mel Lean about her journey from city worker to rural equine vet via non-veterinary positions that she held in the industry and having gone to vet school in Budapest as a mature student. It seems the key to Mel's success is her ability to work well with lots of people, which will come as no surprise to those of you in this industry. Then we spoke to Connor Fettis, a third year mature student who has taken matters into his own hands when it comes to the struggle for EMS placements. Connor has set up a free and independent database for students, farmers and practices wishing to engage, engage positively in preclinical and clinical EMS. Then this week, we released a really insightful episode with our Beaver student rep, fourth year vet student, Florrie Clark. Florrie eloquently described the frustration felt by students in trying to pursue their equine veterinary education and how easily small animal practice can appear the better career choice. Far from being doom and gloom for the equine sector, it would seem that there are huge positives to take from the opportunities provided on equine EMS. And those skills can be just as important, if not more so, than notching up clinical procedures. If you interact with students or plan to employ new or recent graduates or a student yourself, this podcast will provide some great food for thought on how we can secure a better present and future for our profession's workforce. In terms of CPD, we're taking bookings for the Feeding the Surgical Patient, which is an afternoon online course on Tuesday, the 18th of July, starting at one o'clock and finishing at 6.45pm. And we also have a clinical catch up discussing examination of the back on Thursday, the 25th of May, which starts at 8pm and should finish at nine. So do sign up for those. Don't forget your Congress tickets. The super early bird prices apply until the end of this month, 31st of May. You can clock up 5,000 minutes, which is almost 84 hours of CPD with your Congress ticket. Don't forget concessions apply. Vet nurses can attend for as little as £52 for a one-day ticket and students for as little as £32. Allied professionals can also attend for £105 per day. Um, so get online and check out the ticket prices and don't miss those those discounted prices. 